Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. It is Monday, and of course, that means it is Seminole Softball Monday. Right after this, I will be joined by Florida State softball head coach Lonnie Alameda. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show, brought to you by Swivel Vision Training Goggles and Softball Spirit Magazine. Everybody, this is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. Of course, again, it is Seminole Softball Monday. We are brought to you, as always, by Swivel Vision Training Goggles. Check them out, www.swivelvision.com and Softball Spirit Magazine. Check it out at www.softballspirit.us. Playing the uh, American National Anthem there at the beginning of the show because today is, of course, as everybody knows, the Boston Marathon. It's been going on all morning long, so definitely all the best to everybody up there as well as everybody in Oklahoma and around Oklahoma City right now that is remembering that this past weekend was the 20th anniversary of the Oklahoma City bombing. Of course, we are definitely American strong. Let's go around softball really quick. Former UCF Knight Stephanie Best inducted into the UCF Hall of Fame. Lauren Chamberlain is now the co-owner for most career home runs with 90. Tennessee co-head coach Ralph Weekly gets his 1,200th win. Alabama takes two out of three at Auburn. James Madison Jr. Jalen Ford became the all-time strikeout queen for the Dukes standing now at 584, passing Meredith Feltz, who had 581. Ford also threw the first perfect game in James Madison history. And in Missouri, Aaron Earlywine gets his 400th win. But this is Seminole Softball Monday, and that means right now I have to bring in the head coach from Florida State, Lonnie Alameda. Coach, good to have you here again. Coach, are you there? Scott, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Scott, is uh, is Coach there? We seem to have uh, lost her phone. Yeah, uh, she was there, and and talking back, I, I guess you weren't hearing her. Um, okay. So, yeah, we heard the whole intro. You want me to just give her uh, my phone? 
see. Hello? George, are you there? Yes, yeah, sure. can you hear me? Okay, yeah, great, I can. great. Sorry about that. Not sure why we couldn't hear you at first. So, Coach, let's get into it. We went through the uh, one around softball a little bit there. Um, but let's talk first and start with the games that you all played at Louisville, only two out of three being played. Very cold, very wet, very windy time up there in Louisville. Just talk a little bit about those uh, the two games that you were able to get in. What it's about, but um, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, they got a very competitive team and some good pitching in the circle with Miss Becker. And so, um, unfortunately, we didn't get to finish our game Monday against them. And was pretty excited to reissue a new game plan facing Becker after we saw her for the first time. So, but uh, Mother Nature didn't allow us for that. And um, you know, we've been dealing with lots of rain here in the last couple weeks anyway. So, um, but uh, was was a good trip for us. Uh, Coach, one thing that is good is you all get back and it's never good to miss games but you all get back and the series against georgia state is canceled but that also means that you have almost really a full week to prepare for virginia so looking at that you you had to kind of it kind of had to be a double-edged sword not being able to play but at the same time getting a full week to prepare for a uh, conference matchup yeah, no, I think this time of year, uh, anytime you get uh, a day of rest, uh, it you know, can be almost more advantageous to you. A 56-game schedule is really tough you know, on the body. And like we've always talked about, we're a fairly young team, so not only is uh, just the rest for your body, but the rest for your mind is pretty big too. So as you get more to your veteran age, you know how to prepare yourself and you know how to get through a 56-game schedule. And then, you know, obviously the most important part as you get into postseason to get into the, the 60 games. But – uh, I think, you know, a lot of our kids are kind of feeling it a little bit, so that, that rain day uh, kind of helped to uh, relax a little bit and then uh, get after a good series couple of days of practice before UVA came into town. So, Coach, let's talk about a great weekend there. Three run-roll games, uh, two games with eight nothing shutouts in five innings. Um, first of all, I, I, before we talk about the first two games, I want to jump to game three because something that, a lot of people may not realize right now, after 158 pitching appearances, Lacey Waldrop had no at-bats. In this game, she somehow talks you into it. First of all, went and not only gets in the game to get a bat, but also gets her first career hit and RBI. One, when did that conversation happen? Did a conversation happen? And when did you know you were going to let her bat in this game? Um, I think she's always talked about hitting. She's a very athletic uh, athlete, athletic athlete, athletic pitcher. Um, you know, I, I think uh, a long time ago in high school, she swung the bat, and then when she got the club ball, they kind of took away that and just had her pitch, And which she's obviously a talent in a circle, so you don't want to, you know, get any injuries via base running or hitting. And so um, she's always talked about it. I don't think it's something that uh, was to be made fun of in the sense of, you know, it's her first collegiate at bat ever. I mean, she's a pretty athletic person. So uh, she, you know, talked to the hitting coaches and said, hey, you know, it's my senior day, and I think she's been talking to me about this for a couple months now. And, um, you know, she, she talked to, to Coach Wilson and Coach Snyder to get in the lineup. And so right before the game, we decided to go ahead and let her hit, and um, she did a great job. Well, and, and like I said, you know, that was that was one of those things, too, where, you know, I get I get asked about it, and I'm like, I don't know. 
let's find out. You know, a lot of people didn't know if it was one of those things that, you know, hey, because it was senior day, it's happening, or is it something that that had been planned? So, uh, you know, definitely glad to see that that worked out. Coach, let's go to those first two games, though, against Virginia. Your thoughts on just how your team came out really firing right, right from the start. Yeah, I think, you know, something that we've really focused on is, is being aggressive at the plate early in the game and not leading to the second at-bat or maybe sometimes third at-bat to getting after that. So I uh, made some good adjustments, had some great uh, pitching in the circle and, and obviously some good defense behind us. So um was a good weekend all around, and this is the time you want everything starting to go on all cylinders. And uh, I think it was a great weekend for us to celebrate the seniors and their families and really what it means to be a Florida State Seminole. Uh, you know, you get here on your four, in Maddie's case, five years of wearing the garnet and gold. Uh, you get an opportunity to, to really talk to the younger ones and, um, you know, just, just what it means to to play here for four years and, and what they have done. So the whole entire weekend was pretty awesome. Coach, you, you talked about that after after the weekend was over and defending the gate. For those that don't know, talk about how in particular – these seniors are leaving having defended the gate. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, when you, when you talk about it to the freshmen that come in and, you know, just the ability to separate the the life of books and relationships and just, you know, the ups and downs of the long days and be able to separate that and give your all to the team when you walk on the field uh, for the next two hours or three hours or however many hours we're going to be together on this field, I'm going to give you everything I have, and I'm going to be the best player for you as a good teammate. And, you know, there's a big responsibility to being um, wearing the seminal softball shirt off the field and, you know, being able to prepare yourself for your opportunity on the field. And we have set high standards and high goals for this program and where we want it to go. And so when you look at Maddie and Lacey and Bailey's career here and how – amazing they've been off the field and on the field and the ability to separate what they need to do on the field, be comfortable with who they are. Don't try to be something that they're not, you know, I think Lacey really realized that in her first year here, you know, you're not going to throw 65, 68 miles an hour. That's not you. You're going to mix speeds, you know, be comfortable with what you are in the circle and, you know, um, grab it and run with it and be the best you can be at it. You know, I, I think Maddie came in, she had ankle surgery, you know, she had this vision of being a shortstop that would cover from second base to third base, and she was very athletic. And then she got limited a little bit, and then you know she had to say, "I got to be a smarter player, and I got to be in the right spots, and I got to really learn the pitchers." And you know, she may not be able to outrun people, but she'll outwit people in the shortstop position, and she's great at it and, and really smart at it. So, do what you do. You know, Bailey Chanel is a very smart hitter. She's really tuned into being up here and, and taking after some video and. You know, you may be a little more athletic than me, but, you know, I'm going to be better at the plate and I'm going to beat you at the plate because I'm smarter in what I'm sitting and what I'm doing. And, you know, it's just a, it's really cool that you put in the hard work and you realize that Lacey, Maddie, and Bailey have done that. They've put in the work, they've put in the training, they put in the time, and it has paid off for them, which in end has paid off for the program. So uh, I, I just think that that was a great lesson to be shared, and um, they live it every day, they walk it every day, so they really represent what that gate means. And, um, you know, it, it's been pretty pretty awesome. It's going to be it's kind of sad to see them leave, but I know they're going to be back here and sharing with many Knowles in the future to come down the line. Coach, one of the things that, that sticks out, is, and especially in game three, is how the top of the order is really – 
coming together and, and it stuck out this this entire weekend really. How important is it going into not only this last week here, but when you get into the conference tournament that the top of your order is there and is ready to go? Yeah, no, I think that as a coaching staff, we we for sure knew that uh, Morgan Claveman was going to be really good at you know, her, her game and what she does, and she's starting to come into a little more of a triple threat now, but um, you know, the whole thing was, getting comfortable in the, in the collegiate atmosphere, putting the ball on the ground, being able to mix the ball in the infield, um, you know, kind of do a little tap slap, that kind of stuff. And then now she's starting to come in and be able to swing the bat a little bit more too. So that leadoff spot eventually was going to be hers. We just had to get her into it. She was injured a lot in the fall, so we didn't get her a lot of games under her belt. So felt very comfortable that she, as a freshman, would be able to contribute. And uh, she's really starting to come into that right now. We had talked about – Jessica Warren in the beginning, Jared, I think um, one of our first phone calls, you know, we, we talked about uh, what a great athlete she was and what a great mind she had coming from a baseball background and just had a really innate sense of how to play this game. And it's really starting to show up. She's getting really comfortable with it. She's having great conversations with her hitting coaches. She has a plan for everything that she does when she gets in the box. And uh, that that's really starting to show up too now that she's done a lot of a collegiate at-bats under her belt. So, when you put the two of them on the top of the lineup with people like Maddie and Bailey and, um, you know, Alex Powers, kids that are getting their walks but taking their swings, it's really starting to get good production. And then, uh, you know, the bottom of the lineup has come through for us many times, but that's the ebb and flow of a lineup. And, um, you know, they're really starting to really work well together. And like we have always talked about, situational hitting is big for us. And we just really need to to make sure that we keep learning as we go along. You know, we only have a few more opportunities. Florida is going to be a big one this weekend. And then the pressure of, you know, Georgia Tech and trying to seal off uh, the regular season championship um, is big for us this weekend. And I think we're in a really good spot for it. And we'll talk about both of those right here on the other side of this. This is Seminole Softball Monday on the Coach Road Show. Taking you inside the locker room, into the coaching offices, and onto the field. Lace up the cleats, grab the glove, pick up the bat, and get ready to play. Because it's time for Seminole Softball Monday on the Coach Rogue Show. And now, here are Jared Rogel and the head coach of FSU Softball, Lonnie Alameda. And we're back here on Seminole Softball Monday on the Coach Road Show. Again, brought to you by Swivel Vision Training Goggles. Check it out at www.swivelvision.com. Really quick, want to let everybody know, if you want to see what has to be by far the softball video of the week, go on to our Twitter account, which has changed. The new Twitter account for TCRS is TCR Show. That's TCR Show. Go on Twitter, check out the video of the week. Um, LSU head coach Beth Torina getting horse bombed during her interview. And uh, when you watch that, you will know exactly what we mean. Coach, really quick, before we get to talking uh, Georgia Tech and Florida, what is the craziest thing that a player has done or a group of players have done behind your back while you were being interviewed on TV? Oh, gosh. All right. Last year was numerous 
um, from a roasted pig, you know, kind of like a luau thing to um, they did rowing. They had Courtney Cena's, you know, rowing a boat uh, above me, which was kind of funny. We had uh, some wrestling (laughs) characters with masks on. Uh, Our manager, uh, he was Peter Suarez, pretty awesome. So, yeah, what's going on right now in the college uh, softball ranks right now is awesome. It's funny, but um, I can definitely think that, uh, you know, we've been doing this for a couple of years now, and it's it's just really good to get your dugout laughing and comfortable and relaxed and uh, what should be, I don't know, I guess pressure situations, but it's still a game. We still like to have fun with the game. So you spend a lot of hours out in the softball field and a lot of hours in the dugout, and it's just really cool to see that softball players are getting very comfortable around the cameras, their coaches, and just playing this this fun game that we have. So, Coach, let's get into it now. The game against Florida will be this Wednesday, 7 p.m., Downing Gainesville. It's going to also air on the SEC Network uh, for anybody that wants to watch it on television live. Um, Again, this Wednesday, April 22nd, 7 p.m., down there in Gainesville. Coach, really quick, though, there is, and we couldn't get up on our show description, but there is a fan bus that is going from Tallahassee down to Gainesville for that game. Um, And I guess fans can just get on uh, Seminoles.com and get information on that, correct? Yep. Yep, they sure can. I, I think it's uh, going to be door-to-door service, leaves here, stops in Lake City, picks some people up, uh, drop people off at the front gate, and they're going to go sit in their seats, watch an amazing game, get back on the bus, and head back to Lake City and Tallahassee. So it's going to be a great opportunity. Awesome. Well, anybody that wants to get down there, make sure you guys get on that. Um, again, go to uh, Seminoles.com. We'll try to get a uh, link tweet uh, tweeted out on our Twitter account. Again, that new Twitter account is TCR Show. Right after we're done with this, uh, direct link to where everybody can get information. But coach, let's get into it now. Last time, which just seems a few, it just seems like a few days ago that you all played Florida. Um, that game, of course, at home, and uh, it was a five-one loss, unfortunately, to the Gators. Um, you know, what did you see in that game? And strategically, now, what do you need to do going into this game to take this one? Uh, yeah, I mean. Florida is a great ball club. They, they got rained out, so they're going to have an extra day of rest too. And um, you know, it's going to be a, a pretty hostile environment, which is really awesome for us to go play in and uh, such a, a great atmosphere. But um, yeah, you just got to play a good game of catch. Got to limit the walks. Got to limit the free bases. Uh, you know, got to make sure that we make some big pitches at big times. Keep Stewart off the base pass, and uh, you know, try to try to really limit um, you know the, those free passes for them. So. As for us at the plate, uh, I'm sure we'll see some different uh, arms. Uh, I know we saw Hager here, and imagine we'll see her a little bit there again too. But, uh, you know, they got some great pitching. And um, Gurley coming from the left side with lots of spin and, and lots of off-speed stuff and Ocasio too. So, you know, it's going to be a, a good bit challenge for us. And uh, this is exactly what we're going to get in postseason is just pitch-by-pitch pitch battle and, and, you know, keep getting after it. And, you know, when when you look at Florida's last couple of games, and you said their um, you know their last game against their third game against Georgia, which was supposed to be played yesterday, was rained out. But when you look at their last few games, I mean, they only beat Georgia by a run in uh, the second game on Saturday, beat them by four um, on the first game of Saturday, and then had some really close games against Kentucky, winning only one to nothing, two to nothing, and six to three. So this is a team that over the last few weeks has definitely shown that that they can 
be forced to play very close games. How important is it for you all, again, to just make sure that you jump onto the base pads and, and really don't leave any runners on this week against Florida? Yeah, no, I just think it's more about quality at bats and, you know, just really making sure that you take advantage of every opportunity that you have. And so, you know, if we can eliminate the free passes and, and uh, try not to give up the long ball, we shouldn't be in a good spot. You know, when you watch them, you know, they gave up some late-inning solo shots that brought them a little bit closer against Georgia, the score there. But, you know, they've got some good speed, and, you know, that's one thing that we're going to really have to make sure that we try to keep off the base pass and, um, you know, try to combat there. But, you know, it's just more for us to have quality at-bats, really get some good swings off, some pitches that we can handle. You're only going to get a few from the pitching staff that they have that, uh, you know, we need to make sure we get some good swings off on. So, uh, you know, this is a challenge of these kind of games, and this is a challenge of what you have in postseason is just one through nine. You got to make sure that you're ready, prepared to, to get that swing off and put a good swing on good pitches and really keep battling at the plate. Oh, Coach, I know you probably won't say it, but I got to ask you because I know we got fans out there listening that want to know, does Lacey Waldrop get the ball in this game against Florida? Mm, that'll all be decided on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I didn't think you would say it, but I had to ask it anyway for everybody listening. So, Coach, let's go into it. Um, later on in the week, Georgia Tech, That those games are going to be, there's a doubleheader on Saturday. Um, first game will be at noon. Second game will be at 2. And then uh, Sunday, April 26th at noon as well. Coach, this is a Georgia Tech team that, has, has struggled this year, um, you know, bringing in a couple new, you know, at least one new coach on their staff. And this is a team that really has not meshed all that well um, so far this season. But as we both know, and everybody listening knows, softball is a game that at any time any team can win. So what have you heard? What have you seen about this team? And, and what does your team really need to concentrate on after Florida's done Wednesday? leading into Saturday? Well, I think realistically, you know, you play a, an emotional game against George, or against Florida on Wednesday, and then you're going up to Georgia Tech, and you can kind of get caught up in the record. And in reality, we need to, we need to play our, our best softball at this time of the year. So the challenge is going to be to, to stay up and play our best softball. We've had a bullseye on our back all season, which, you know, is, is something that we wanted. You know, we were picked to be the conference champion, and, you know, and but we – graduated a lot of experience and a lot of returning of the seniors that were in the infield. So we've had, you know, the bullseye on our back, but we've also had to grow up as a team. So I think right now it's really playing an emotional game on Wednesday, you know, get up to Georgia Tech this weekend. We're getting ready for finals next week. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into young players of managing this time of year. And so there's a lot of challenges just with personnel and personality parts, but when you're playing at Georgia Tech Field, it's a little bit shorter park than than we play here. So, you know, the long ball really becomes a big part of their game. they got some kids that are swinging it really good. And even though they may not be putting it all together, um, they're still very competitive individually as, as players. And so we just got to make sure that, again, we limit free passes there because one pop-up could be out of the yard and it's a two-to-three ball game quite quickly if you let those things get to you. And, uh, you know, we go back to us and just really competing at the plate, compete at the plate, compete at the plate, all the way through seven innings. So good challenge for us. Again, our goals every year are to 
be at the top of the conference and, and win the regular season. The regular season mentality is winning every series, taking two, three, winning every series, having that mindset and being the, the smarter team on Sundays. And so this is something that we've implemented in, in our program and what we're trying to do. And so this is a, another challenge for us when we play a three-game series against them this weekend. Oh, Coach, let's talk about, about this because we haven't talked about it and, and I didn't want to really talk about until the end, close to the end of the regular season conference play. But for those listening out there, obviously after the regular season is over, we enter into the ACC championships and the, and the conference tournaments. So for those listening that don't know, kind of talk about the the number of teams that go and and what your thought process is just between now and, and that point, knowing that you all are going to be in Blacksburg for the ACC tournament. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit different with a conference and not having everyone going. We've changed the schedule um, the last couple of years because I think the biggest thing is, you know, when you look at conference tournaments is, yes, it's going to be in our dogfight. We have great teams in our conference, and whoever wins that tournament is, is going to be, you know, I mean, you're going to go out and have to, to kick booty against some really good competition. But the fact is it's single elimination, and single elimination doesn't always um, tell you who the best team is. It could just be one team getting hot at the right time in the weekend. So that tournament definitely gives you the free pass to go to postseason. You win the automatic bid. But being regular season champions kind of shows you over time who the best team is because you're able to make those adjustments. And when it comes to postseason, it's not a single elimination tournament. So, But the reason why we did the single elimination is you don't want to be wearing out your teams playing a double animation tournament, another double animation tournament, another one, and then get to the World Series and trying to be on the road. So I think, you know, it's when you look over a lot of the conferences, some of them don't even have conference tournaments just because of that reason. Like, you know, in the pack, they just like to play regular season, be done, be prepared for postseason, and try to get to the World Series. So that's why, you know, it's a little bit different in that sense and how it's been set up. But, um, you know, Notre Dame's done a great job. Virginia Tech is going to have a huge fan base out there. Um, you know, they, they've got a – a pretty good hitter's park there. So, you know, it's uh, it's going to be, you know, a dogfight when we get to that tournament. Um, but it does prepare you for you got to bring your A game every single time. You know, there's no time to mess around. So we're excited for it. We're excited to be the position we're in right now for regular season. I think that says a lot to the maturity of the team over the year. And then, you know, we're really prepared to go out in those battles for the weekend for – you know, to win the tournament, to win the tournament, to win the tournament, to be in Oklahoma City. Coach, we'll talk about this uh, more, obviously, and talk about the ACC championship tournament a lot more um, next week as well. But wanted to ask you this question that, that somebody had asked me to ask you, and since we're talking about it now, I might as well throw this out to you. Knowing that your team is going to already be in the NCAA tournament, Knowing that that is that is a given at this point that your team will be in the or in the NCAA tournament, does that change anything as far as what you do going into the conference tournament? No, no. I think the the mindset right now is to get the team to compete, compete, compete. You know, you want to go out and your last ten games for hosting and postseason. You know, that's kind of a column for them, and the RPI is your last ten win or loss. Um, column and how it fits there. They put a lot of, of weight and merit in that. Um, you know, I, I think all you want to do right now is win. You want to win the tournament. 
you want to win regionals, you want to win super regionals, and, and you want to do it, you know, for what we've prepared ourselves for. We've played 50-some-odd games right now to put us in a position to go out and execute a game plan, to go out and, and execute um, the adjustments that we need to mid-game, to go out and have the mentality to beat the team that we're facing because we want to be in Oklahoma City, and that's the mindset there. Again, really quick, I want to let everybody know the game's coming up this week, Wednesday against Florida in Gainesville. That game will be at 7 p.m. Again, it will be on the SEC Network. And right after our show is over, we will post a link on our Twitter account, which is at PCR Show, and that link will take you directly to how you can get tickets and uh, get information on how you can get on the Dugout Club fan bus to get down there to Gainesville. The games at Georgia Tech will be this Saturday at noon, Saturday at approximately 2, and Sunday at noon. Coach, any closing comments for this week? Um, No, just exciting times in softball. I know everyone that's uh, enjoying the game of softball is starting to see something really heat up. So, um, so much on TV, and um, this is the the time. These last couple weekends and then postseason, it's here for everyone. So, it's really exciting. For Coach Lonnie Alameda, this is Jared Robel. Make sure you follow Coach at Coach underscore Alameda on Twitter. Make sure you follow the TCRS staff now at TCRS, or I'm sorry, TCR Show. Make sure you follow me at Coach Robel. That's Coach R-O-G-O-L. We'll be back here next Monday on Seminole Softball Monday on TCRS at 1 p.m. Eastern. Again, that is next Monday and every Monday. Until next time, later times, everybody.